My gosh. Thank you, Father, for your presence. I thank you, Lord. You said where two or three are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst of us, Lord. That's a promise. We thank you, Lord, that you're here with us. Oh, Lord, we actually, we brought, we brought you in, in here with us. But, Lord, we thank you for your manifest presence. How we love to be in your presence. We thank you for your loving embrace. We thank you for your glory being up upon us. Now, Holy Spirit, this is your time. You are the, te- you are the teacher. And Lord, I just bring your words, O oh Lord, and I pray, O oh Lord, you would all give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and an open heart, O oh Lord, to receive. I pray, O oh Lord, you would just change us forever by your word. And we would walk out of here a changed person, an excited person, hearing the wondrous gift that you have given us, although because you loved us. And Lord, I just pray that every way you be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, my gosh, we are on uh, lesson three about grace. And oh my gosh, there's so much to say about grace. I mean, really, I mean, everything that Jesus did um, for us is the grace that he has given us, right? Um, and so we're going to be talking a little bit about grace, but we're going to go into one aspect, which is righteousness, which is extremely important. So we're going to go into that. So uh, let's uh, go ahead and start. So Ephesians 2 and 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. So uh, this word saved, or sozo, S-O-Z-O, is your fill-in, speaks of all Jesus did to give us. He just didn't save us from hell. He saved us unto a lot of wondrous and glorious things also, right? I mean, if he just stopped right there and saved us from, you know, from hell, that would have been awesome. But he went so far beyond that. He's like, look, I, I, you have given myself... I'm not going to withhold any good thing from you, you know. He has given us the kingdom, you know. He didn't stop there. He even made us sons and daughters. I mean, I can go on and on. I mean, the oh, my gosh, you know. But that's so, that word sozo means so much more than just deliverance from sin, you know, and the results of sin. So um, one thing, too, he says it's for by grace. Grace is something that has been given to you freely. It's a gift, Okay, now this gift didn't didn't um, come free. It actually cost a whole lot. Salvation cost this sozo cost Jesus everything. You know, so it came at a high price. I, I imagine if everyone put all the money in uh, that they have in the whole world, it would not be able to buy what he bought with his his blood. All right. It was worth so much more than we can even imagine what he spent to buy us this salvation, this wondrous salvation. And it has come to us as a gift, his gift, and that gift is grace. Hallelujah. So everything that, that Jesus did for us and he has given us is his grace to us. It's a gift. So uh, let's read First uh, Peter 4 and 10. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So we read about the manifold grace of God. This word means many-sided. Many-sided is your fill-in. 
So we need to hear and learn the promise of God in every area so we can develop faith for that need. If Jesus didn't provide it for us by grace, we can't, we can't have faith for it. So we have to know what Jesus did for us, you know. Like, you know, he took stripes upon his back so that we were healed, you know. If you didn't know that, you couldn't have faith for it, okay. So if it's not been paid for by the blood, by the sacrifice, by the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we can't receive it. So it doesn't matter how much, if we want to try to have faith for something but that God has not provided for, you can't have faith for it. Because you first have to know that it's been promised, that it, is, it has come through uh, the grace, the grace of God, the grace of Jesus Christ, okay? So we, ha- we really need to know the Word of God, right? So, you know, when I came into the church, I'm like, I didn't know that God healed, <laughs> You know, as a matter of fact, I didn't, I didn't hear that God healed. And so I, I met this one guy, he came in and he was talking about, he prayed for someone and they got healed. And I'm like, what, <laughs> what, what is he talking about? I never heard anything like that. Well, he starts coming to the church and he's almost every Sunday, he's, he's testifying saying that he prayed for someone and they got healed or he witnessed to someone and they got saved. And he's speaking to the, to the rain, telling it to stop and it's stopping. And I'm like, what? You got to be kidding me. What? I ain't never heard such a thing. You know, I can't have faith for something that I don't know about, right? So you really need to find out. You need to dig deep and understand the Word of God. Well, praise God. God, uh, God uh, showed me grace, and this man started teaching a, a Sunday school class, and I went in the Sunday school class, and he really opened my eyes, you know? Yeah, I didn't just get saved from sin, and now I'm not going to heaven, and now I'm stuck and just holding on until, you know, I die or Jesus comes back. My gosh, Jesus has got a whole lot more for me. <laughs> and you know what? It was being demonstrated in this man. His name was Philip, Philip's life. And I'm like, I want more. I want that, you know. I was just like, I want that with all my heart and all my soul. But you know what? Before, I didn't know anything about it. So I didn't know to even believe for it. You know, so I was like, well, I, I, I started hoping. I want that to be a part of my life. So hope is not faith, but it, that's the starting point, point, right? Hey, this is possible. This is really possible, right? And then the more I studied his word, I said, it's, it's true. The word of God says it. So now I can in faith do it. So now I am praying for people, and they're being healed. Hallelujah in Jesus' name, right? Seeing people free. I'm be, I've been healed, and miracles have happened in my life, too. It's just like, oh, my gosh, Jesus, you're awesome. <laughs> you're so awesome. But praise God, you know, but I had, to, I had to get in the word. He shared the word and shared his testimony about the word, and then I got in the word, and that word got in me, and then now the word's living out in me, you know? And it can do the same for you, you know? Praise God, I, you know, I'm getting up here and testifying. Some people get offended, like, oh, who, who does he think he is, you know, and everything. I'm like, I, I'm, the, I'm just a child of God, you know? I'm just loved by God, and I'm just enjoying what Jesus has bought and paid for. And so, you know what? You can do the same thing. We're just bragging on God. We're just wanna, we want to make Jesus famous. We want everyone to just go, oh, I want, I want Jesus and all that he has to offer when I receive Jesus. You receive him, and you get all this other, t- other stuff, too. Anyway, I'm excited. <laughs> um, let's see, uh, Matthew 17, 20. 
So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to, to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. If it's a promise, you're believing for it, it will happen. It doesn't matter how impossible you might think it is or someone else might think it is, you know, but it, it becomes possible as soon as you believe, okay? So, um, oh, you know, a lot of times the way Christians talk, they're like, oh, you have to have uh, the faith of a mountain to move a mustard seed. When you hear people, t- <laughs> when you hear people talk, that's kind of like what they're, they're talking about, right? But it says, you know, we don't have to have a whole lot of faith even to move a mountain as long as our faith is in the word of God, what he has said, you know? We count him uh, faithful to do what he said. So we're going to go to C. Our faith is for a lot more than believing to receive things is your fill-in. But to begin to use it in receiving grace. God already knows we need things, Matthew 6 and 32. For, all, for after all these things that you tell seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. You know, you can work, walk in the grace of God with the understanding that Jesus has provided everything you could possibly need, right? He's already paid for it. It's, it's just like, hey, I'm going um, to pay for everything and more than you could ever need. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's all good. Whatever, whatever you need, it's going to come to you. But we don't, we don't believe that. We're just kind of, we feel like we're almost, we're beggars. We're begging God, and it, that shouldn't be. He is a loving father, you know. If he didn't withhold his son, he's not going to withhold any good thing from us, right? So we need to walk in grace, in that grace, with that knowledge and understanding that God has given to us freely because he loves us. We didn't earn it. <laughs> he, he decided to love us. And boy, he showed that love out, <laughs> right? So we get to walk in this amazing grace of all that he's given us in through, in and through Jesus Christ. Now, what our first priority is to be established through grace and faith in righteousness is your fill-in and the kingdom of God, Matthew 6 and 33. <clears throat> But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Okay? So, you know, we could talk about the kingdom, but we're going to talk about his righteousness. So it doesn't say your righteousness. It doesn't say anything about you trying to make yourself righteous. It says we're, we are to pursue his righteousness. Okay? And my gosh, if you can get this revelation... That right now, he didn't just save you from sin, but he has made you righteous and right standing with him. It will set you free. Because if you, if you don't believe you're right with God, then there's no way that you can you approach God and ask God for anything. Because you don't think you're worthy, you know, even though he made you worthy because he loves you. So um, we need to know that we already have what we need. So Second uh, Peter 1 and 3. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life, that's all the, the stuff down here, you know, our houses and the cars and jobs and, 
You know, um, even husbands, wives, you know, if you guys are looking, looking for that. I mean, everything you need. He says he's already, get, he's already provided and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by the glory and, and virtue. So it's through knowledge, the, the knowledge of him and what he's done for you. That's how it's going to come to you. Hallelujah. Let's see uh, Proverbs 12 and 28. In the way of righteousness is life, and in its path there is no death. You know, Jesus says, I've come to give life and life abundant. And through righteousness, his righteousness, we get, to ha- we get to walk in that path where there is no death. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1 and 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It doesn't say he will bless us. He has blessed us. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. Whether you're walking in it or not, it's yours. So you have to choose to believe that your loving Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, has bought and paid for everything you could ever possibly want or need. So um, that's what he's done for us. It's absolutely glorious. So uh, let's go to, uh, to D. So 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. Oh, my gosh. This scripture will change your life. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. When we receive him, we, be, we come into him. And what we, what we get out of it is we become the righteousness of God in him. Let me tell you, the way you said, if you're born again, you cannot be any more righteous than what you are now. Because you are clothed with the very righteousness of God. It's a, it's a gift to you. So when you come to God and ask him anything, for anything, there is absolutely nothing in the way for him to be able to say, no, you're not good enough. No, you failed. Because it's his righteousness that you stand. Um. I remembered, uh, was it E.W. Kenyon's book, you know, Two Kinds of Righteousness. And I read that book, and it just set me free. You know, I was, a, I was coming to God then and just in tears. Because before that, I felt like, oh, I, I'm ne- I was never good enough. I couldn't do enough, you know, to deserve the right to become before God, you know. And then when I read this, I'm like, wait a minute. If you approach God in any other way through then what Jesus did, the righteousness that he has given you, God will reject you because that is not, it's not right. That's not faith. Faith, you're, you're going to put your faith in the righteousness that has come through us as a gift to us, not that we earned. So you know what? That when you do this, it doesn't matter what kind of day you have. It doesn't matter how many times you muff, muffed up, you know. It, God will receive you every time when you come to him in the righteousness that he has given you. Okay? It doesn't matter. It, and what, what counts is what Jesus did, not what you did. So when you walk, you walk up to him, don't worry about what you did. This way, well, Jesus paid it all. <laughs> He's got it. So, man, this, if you can get this, it'll set you free. And I, I have to admit, there's sometimes I'm praying and I'm like, I'm feeling like, oh, God, you're not going to answer my prayer. You know, I only spent like five minutes this morning just praying. I got up late. You know, my alarm went off. I kept hitting snooze. 
And so instead of spending that, you know, 30 minutes or so, I was planning on doing it, I only had five minutes, and I'm so sorry, you know. And, and I'm, I just I feel like he, he's not going to receive me, and then I have to go, doop, doop, doop. <laughs> Wake up. Wait a minute. That's not right. It doesn't matter what I did. It matters what Jesus did. And I could come to him and he receives me with open arms every time. He will never, ever refuse you. If you come to him, you come running, you leap. Guess what? He's going to grab hold of you. He's not going to let you go. He's not going to go. Ah! <laughs> You're dirty. You're his child and you've been washed, cleaned and made righteous. He loves you. He's going to grab you up and kiss you all over the place and hug you tight. And you're like, oh, God, yes, okay, God, it's enough. Because <laughs> he loves you. He's made you righteous. And there is absolutely nothing in the way from him, we being able to enjoy that kind of relationship with him. Because he made us righteous. I want you to say, I have been made the righteousness of God. In Christ, I can't get any more righteous than that. So stop trying. <laughs> Just enjoy the gift that Jesus has given us through his grace. This is part of grace. We're only talking about one part of grace. There's many facets, many sides to this grace. It's absolutely amazing, the grace of God. But we're talking about something very important, which is the righteousness of God that he has given to us. You know, so um, let's see. So we need to accept Jesus as our righteousness. Then we can live a godly life in him. You know, when we stop trying to live righteous and just walk in the righteousness of God, all those things start that seemed like it was holding us back. All of a sudden, they start falling off. Because you can say, you know, with all your heart, say, I have been made the righteousness of God in Christ. God loves me just the way I am because of what Jesus did. And all of a sudden, those things that seem to bound, all of a sudden, they just can't, it's like they can't stick, you know. Something, you know, you throw something at the wall and it doesn't, it doesn't stick, it just falls off. Every time, that's what's going to happen. The devil's trying to throw stuff at you and it doesn't stick. It just falls off. Yeah, doesn't have anything to do with me anymore. Before, it's like it's stick, and you're like trying to get it off, and it's like, ugh. But now, it's like, that doesn't stick anymore. I have been made the righteousness of God in Christ. God sees me, and he sees the very righteousness of God, the very righteousness of Jesus, as if Jesus himself were coming up to him and asking him for what part of the kingdom, something that he's already given us. So let's read uh, Romans 9, 30 through 32. What shall we say then that the Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained to righteousness, even though the righte- even the righteousness of faith? But Israel, pursuing the law of righteousness, has not attained it to the law of righteousness. Why? Because they did not seek it by faith, but as it were by the works of the law, but they stumbled at that stumbling stone. You know, they still felt that they had to uh, do the law to be able to attain righteousness. But righteousness doesn't come by the law. It comes by God's grace. He's, this is a gift to us, an unmerited gift that didn't we have to pay for, but he paid for at a great cost to give us this righteousness so we can receive it by faith. 
So we can just walk around and say, I'm righteous. God, Jesus made me righteous. You know, I can't get any more righteous than what I am right now. <laughs> um, yes. The fill in uh, for D is, the first one's righteousness. And then it says, uh, a man believes unto righteousness, not does unto righteousness. Okay. So uh, Romans 10, 3 and 4. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Okay? When someone tries to earn their own righteousness, they're really just being prideful because there's no other way to do it, you know? Um, They know in their heart they can never attain it, but as long as they think they're doing better than someone else, they want to stick up that nose saying, I'm better than you. You sinner, <laughs> you rot, <laughs> you know, but it doesn't come that way. It's a gift from God, and you can receive it and walk in it. We believe unto righteousness, and we don't have to do unto righteousness. We don't have to do anything to make ourselves righteous except believe by faith that is a gift from God. Romans 10 and 10. For with a heart one believes unto righteousness, and with a mouth confession is made unto salvation. So when we believe from our heart that we receive righteousness when we receive Christ, and we, we confess that with our mouth, then we receive and we can walk in it. It's amazing. Wow. So let's go on to E. The natural mind has been conditioned to reason, is your fill-in, everything out in accordance with the world's view. Okay. Um, you know, most a lot of my relatives they're Catholic, and I'm you know I talk to them as you know, and uh, I says, well, you know, do you think one day you'll go to heaven? And they're like, I sure hope so. Well, um, well, you know, I'm I'm so much better than these other guys. I'm trying really hard and everything, and I'm thinking, no, no, that's not that's not how you get to heaven. You know, you get to heaven through believing on Jesus Christ and His finished work. You know, but a lot of people think. You know, as long as they're doing better than this person or that person, well, I'm better than them, so I, I think I'm doing okay. I'm doing the best I can, you know. But it's not even close to being sufficient. The only way you're going to get into heaven is if you've got the robes of righteousness that Jesus has given you, which is the very righteousness of God. It's the only way you're getting into heaven. When we are approved by our works, we will expect the worst waiting for judgment. So when we think, oh, I have to work for it, and we look at ourselves, we know we can never measure up. (laughs) We fail so many times, and then we beat ourselves up. The devil beats us up. Everybody around around us want to accuse us and beat us up too. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's not by works. It's by faith of what Jesus did, what he said he's done for us. He's made us righteous. So you don't have to strive anymore. You don't have to worry about even your heart condemning you because sometimes your heart will condemn you even. So, yes. Yeah. Hey, y'all. How we strive so hard to, um, you know, look the part and 
Uh, and he brought up the scripture, Isaiah, what is it, 64? 64.4 about our righteousness being of filthy rags. If y'all know what filthy rags smell like, it's, so we have to put our rags down and pick up his robe because the only way we can please him, this is what the Holy Spirit said, the only way we can please him is by faith, not by our works. That's right. That, that, that fits very well. well. Thank you, Lord. You know, a lot of people think, oh, you know, the only way I'm got, not going to sin is if, if I stay out of the world. So they hide themselves out in the cave, you know. And even then, they can't really walk in, in, in righteousness. <laughs> even then, they know. I mean, if they were honest, if they are honest, they would know that they, they fail to. The only way to obtain righteousness is through faith and what Jesus did. And, you know, and it's yours. As soon as you have it, you say, I believe it. I receive it in Jesus' name. It's yours, and you can walk in it. All right? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Where um, also, um, where where God counted Abraham's righteousness, his faith as righteousness. And we, you know, we don't look at that. We don't, you know, we, a lot of people I've talked to, they, they disregard the um, Old Testament, our patriarchs. But when he said that, he went all the way back to Abraham and said he counted his faith as righteousness. So, and that's how we get righteousness too. It's through faith. It's through faith. Because we can look at uh, Abraham's life and he was not a righteous dude. You know, I, I think, you know, they talk about, you know, all the heroes of the faith in the Old Testament. And, and you read all, like, all these names and stuff. And you go back and you read them. A lot of them, they had a lot of failures in their life. But you know what? When God sees them, he sees them as righteous. <laughs> because of their faith. Because they put their faith in him. Their trust in him and him alone. Yeah. That's right. He calls them the they're our, they're the heroes of the faith. They're our example. They put their faith in him. <laughs> Amen. Stir them up, Lord. <laughs> wow. So um, let's go to F. So pride is not the overestimation of self, but the underestimation of what God can do in faith in you. Okay. Faith, rather, is the response to God's character, believing he is honest. Believing he is honest. You're from the very first, you know, um, there's Adam and Eve. You know, basically the devil questioned God's honesty. You know, can you trust God and what he said? And that's, that's the sin. Eve didn't trust that what God said was true. That he was honest. You know, and we do that a lot, too. We're like, you know, I know what God has said, but I'm going to do this instead. <laughs> and uh, we go the wrong way, you know. So, um, but thank God that he's paid for it all. All our sin in the past, even now, and every sin in the future. It's been covered by his grace, by his blood. So um, we have to 
humble ourselves and decide to do what he has asked us to do and the way he has told us to go. And everything he has said to us is because it comes out of love, you know? And the thing is, is he can see things that we can't see, right? He knows what's going on in the future, you know? And so I don't know why we're so arrogant <laughs> to think we know better than God. <laughs> when he has all this wisdom and understanding at, it, at his fingertips, and yet we still don't trust him. We need, to, we need to trust him, you know? But thank God, you know, no matter how much we mess up, we still have been made the righteousness of God in Christ. He still loves us. We're in, you know, there's no kicking us out. We're in. We've been made sons and daughters of God, you know? Um, and... Uh, He's going to hold us on to us tight, as a good father would. So um, unbelief is all, also a response to God's character, not believing in the honesty of God. Let's look at 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7. So humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Now he's going to tell you how you do this. There we go. Casting all your care upon him where he cares for you, okay? So, you know, a lot of times we've got these things going on, you're trying to handle it yourself, and that's just, com- that's just unbelief. That's just pride, right? If something comes your way, you immediately say, Father, <laughs> you, you, you've got the answer, you've got the funds, you've got the provision, you've got the wisdom, you've got the knowledge, you've got everything I need, so I'm coming to you. You got this, right? I know you do. You're so good. Thank you. <laughs> you know, and just go on and say, I thank you, God. You got this, you know. Um, you know, recently I gave the testimony about our HVC going out. It was going to be $8,000, but we didn't fret, you know. You know why? Because God has proven himself over and over again faithful. So what we did is we went to God, go, okay, God, you know, this is, this is the situation. What, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> I'm looking to you. I'm just going to follow what you, what you say. If there's something I need to do, you need to let me know, you know, and he did. He showed us what to do. So when, when things are said and done, you know, it cost us instead of 8000 it cost us $4,200. Um, and God did it, you know, and bless those people who helped us. <laughs> he is good. We don't have to fret about it. We just need to trust that he loves. He really does. And he'll come through. Always. So don't hold on to those burdens and give them to God. Let your Father who loves you take care of them. You know, look to him, and he'll come through every time. So in Jesus, is the heart of sin, the sin nature is fear, is your fill-in. When men are afraid of God, they will not trust him, so they turn to sin for gratification. So when you don't trust God, you fear him. You fear his word instead of trust his word and come to him. So we turn to other things to, to gratify or answer, have a, you know, to, to be the answer. And then um, eventually we all start learning. <laughs> well, that was a mistake. <laughs> I should have just done it God's way to begin with. Um, I know a time in my life, you know, I was just like, you know, God, I went to Bible, Bible school at, at Ramah, and things just got bad, worse and worse and worse. And I'm thinking, God. You, you told me to come here. I mean, in an audible voice, he told me to go to Rhema. And I'm like, what's Rhema? <laughs> you know? And eventually I figured out what it was. It was a school. 
And then in my heart, that it was like a witness. Oh, yeah, that's it. So I was like, okay. And then eventually, you know, I'm like, well, how am I going to get there? Um, and someone says, that's all you have to do is say yes. And then he'll take care of the rest. So are you ready to say yes? I said, yes, I'm ready to say yes. Yes, God, I will go. And then all of a sudden, everything started falling into place, and we were able to go. But while we were there, there were some things that didn't go so well. And I think it was mainly because I made some stupid decisions, you know. But I got mad at God, and I stayed mad at God for a while. But wow, there was a lot of rotten things happened when I was in that place, you know. Eventually, I got a clue, and I came back to him and said, God, you weren't the problem. I was the problem. I repent. <laughs> I came back to him, and then everything started getting better again, you know. He is my victory. He is my peace. But, you know, um, sometimes we don't think he's good, and we don't come to him, and um, that's a lie of the devil. We need to know that we know that we know he's always good. Only when we accept Christ as our righteousness can we walk in the Spirit. You will not be free to walk in the Spirit if you don't think you are, are righteous, right? You are not right. It's hard to walk in the Spirit. But when you know that you've been made the righteousness of God in Christ, you can freely walk according to the Spirit. You can ask the Spirit anything, and he is ready to lead, to guide, and to teach, okay? A lot of people say, I don't hear. Well, God is speaking. You need to, you need to figure out why you're not hearing because he is speaking, okay? He is speaking, so um, if you think you're having trouble, come to the prophetic classes. It will teach you how to hear. It'll teach you that you can hear. Because some people think, I can't hear. But when you come to the classes, you, you're going to figure out, oh, wow, I am hearing God. I didn't know. I thought maybe that was just me or whatever. But you, all of a sudden, you figure out that, oh, wow, I can hear from God. So we enter his rest as you fill in. Because we didn't have to work for righteousness or acceptance. Matthew 11 and 28. It says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, he was talking to the Jews. All the Pharisees and the lawyers and all of them kept putting laws on them. So much so, they, it was impossible for them to do those things, you know. And so they were just laden. You know, no matter how much they did, how much they tried, they never measured up. But now Jesus ha has given us his righteousness. We don't have to work for it anymore. We can just receive it as a free gift because of what Jesus has done. So you can rest. You are accepted. You're in, you know. He's your father. He's your God, you know. And there's nothing holding, holding back from him loving on us and giving us all that, that Christ has paid for, you know. He has made us righteous, and it is a glorious way to live, a free, li a, a rested life, you know, in him. So um, just one more time to say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I can't get any more righteous because, go well, it's the righteousness of God. <laughs> Well, I love you guys. God bless you. Um, Lord, bless you and keep you and his face shine upon you and give you peace, his peace. Amen. Um, so we're going to finish up. I just want to invite everybody.